podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Levy. You guys, we had our baby. So I am super excited to share with you. By now, you probably know her name. Drum roll, please. London Harper Lovey. She is a bundle of joy, you guys. I'm obsessed with her. And here's what's really cool. When I was in labor, I actually, you guys are going to think I'm nuts. When I was in labor, I actually recorded it on my voice notes. And I'm going to share it with you guys. So you're going to get the play-by-play of our labor, of our birth story. And I should probably fill in some details as well. So I'm super excited to share that with you coming up. And I also wanted to maybe give you some highlights of things. So maybe we can talk about her name for a minute. Does that sound good? All right. Her name was a journey, not a destination. So if any of you guys have ever tried to name a baby, you know, well, for some of you, it might be pretty easy. I feel like there's two kinds of people. Like you either have the people that totally know exactly what they're going to name their baby since they were like 12 years old. Uh, I really do have friends that they were like, oh yeah, when I got married, I just told my husband the names of our kids. I'm like, oh wow, you're on top of that. Uh, Brian and I, not so much. So Brian and I have this completely broken process of naming our babies where we basically, I try and initiate the discussion before I'm even pregnant and Brian does not even entertain a discussion about baby names until the baby's been born. And it's something that we have done with all three of our babies. It's beyond frustrating. And so this time I completely rewrote the script on that and flipped the model on its head. And I have to tell you how that went down. So basically, okay, so I've had a list of girl names and boy names since I was pregnant with Carter and before we knew if it was a boy or a girl. And Brian has had very strong reactions to the names. Like he gives me the hard nose, like fast and furiously. And then everything else is kind of like, if he says it's okay, that means like that's made it to the top 10 list. So I've loved so many names for so long and he's hated all of them. Um, kind of through that process of now naming three kids, I realized some of his like, rules I'll call him I mean he doesn't call them his rules but they're essentially his like his rules to naming a baby so he does not like location names okay that's like one of his top rules like I love the name Savannah I love the name Paris London um, Phoenix these are names that have literally been on my original list for six years over six years since like I said like maybe now seven years since um, I was pregnant with Carter so um, yeah, so he has very specific rules. He doesn't like, what are some of his other ones? Like he doesn't like too many syllables in a name. We really like, both of us really like two syllable names. Like we just have all these weird rules. So anyway, all that to say, I, the way that it works is that he basically goes through my list with me and then he basically says that he hates all of them. And then I just keep revisiting the ones that I think could be maybes for him based on the rules. And so essentially, um, essentially what happened was I just got tired of like waiting on him because we've been trying to have this baby for three years, you guys, three freaking years plus. 
The first time I went to a fertility doctor was in 2019, March of 2019. And we had our baby, she was due March of 2022. So yeah, it's not a surprise that we were having a baby, right? Like we've been trying for quite some time. Um, okay. So anyway, basically what happened was we were going through our list again, our same broken process. And I was like, I am not waiting till a week after we've named the baby this time. I'm just over it. I want to start to get some like custom, you know, onesies with her name. I wanted to get name decals. I wanted to get all these little, just like, you know, baby blankets, cute things that were custom with her name on it. And so basically what happened was I went back through my list. I loved Peyton. I love that name. Oh, okay. The other name that I really loved was Kensington and we were going to call her Kenzie, but he was not down for that. It was too long and he just didn't like the nickname and so on and so forth. Okay. So anyway, here we are, we're revisiting these names, getting absolutely nowhere. And he had thrown out a couple names that I felt were like really pretty names, but just a little bit too common. And this time I kind of wanted it, the name to be like more chic and like more like, I don't know, kind not like out there, like really out there, but just something that's slightly off the beaten path, you know, like not something super, super common and like basic or like traditional. Okay. So anyway, so as we're going through the list, I'm going through like the full list again, because we've already gone through the ones that I think satisfy his rules and it, we're just getting nowhere. So then I start going back through all of the names again. And when I say London, he finally goes, it's okay. And I'm like, wait, it's okay. I thought it was a hard no because you don't like location names. He's like, it's okay. You know, I lived in London and you know, I really enjoyed my time there. So I'm like, uh, I'm kind of obsessed with that name. And I mean, I really liked Kensington and we also were gonna, we thought we were gonna name her Bella at first and so the kids got attached to that and um anyway so here we are we're going through this and so long story short by the time he he and i finally found one name we both liked which again london has been on our list for literally six and a half seven years at this point and he has told me no for that long because it's a location like the fact that he was breaking a rule and could like really lean into one of these like cooler names rather than the names he really was kind of interested in, like was exciting. So I was like, he's like, well, let's just start. He's like, you know what I'd like to do? I'm like, what? He's like, let's just start like practicing using it. So what do I do? I turn around, I start ordering all the things I want custom with her name, knowing that it's basically going to shut down our discussion and like get him warmed up to it. So I go on Etsy, make this whole name decal. I like designed it myself, downloaded the prints, so on and so forth. We end up hanging the name. Okay, so then I like get all this custom stuff. And then as we go into the birth, we, we basically have her name. And he also does not like the middle name Harper. He hates the name Harper. It's also been on my list this entire time. And he's always said he doesn't like it. But because the other two kids were named after his grandparents, he said to me this time, you can have the middle name. And he goes, and I know what you're going to name her. It's, I already know you're going to do Harper as a middle name. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't even there yet. But okay, thanks for letting me know that. Because yes, that's what we're doing. So that's what I picked. So everything's London Harper, right? We're going into the birth. We go through this whole crazy birth experience, which the, the labor story was, was a ride, uh, which I'll share with you live in a, set, in a few minutes. But basically, um, we have the baby, and the day after her birthday, he says to me, 
Oh wait, even leading up to, sorry, back up. A couple days before she gives birth, he comes into my room, into our bedroom. And he's like, I have to admit something. I'm like, what? And he had such a guilty look, like almost like he was gonna tell me he's like coming out, like something like that. I'm like, what is going on? He had like the, this look of like almost embarrassed to tell me. I'm like, what is the deal? He's like, I have to tell you, I have, I have a name or two I really like. I'm like, well, what? And he's like, I really like Olivia, Emma, and Chloe. And I was like, absolutely not. It is too late in the game. We are about to have this baby. I've been begging you for your opinion for literally three years. You cannot do this to me like two or three days before. And those are all beautiful names, but they're also pretty common. And so I was just sort of like annoyed about the whole, and like kind of made me uneasy about, you know, makes you second guess. Okay, so then cut to, we have the baby again, whole story, and then the next day after her birthday, he says to me, I really like Olivia. I'm like, well, I really like the name Olivia too. It's a beautiful name. But Olivia Lovey is very like, I don't know. I felt like it was going to be like live, laugh, lovey. You know what I'm saying? Very like live, love, live, lovey. Like, I don't know, just too much. But also just very common. Like it's a very, I can name like three or four different Olivias I know. And I just don't want her to be one of like, you know, like Charlotte's name is already kind of com like pretty common. So I just didn't want it to be like super common, like the Jennifer of our day. No offense to my sister. So anyway, all that to say, I'm like, give me the birth certificate papers. I'm filling it out. We are naming her London Harper Lovey. That's it. And for a second, I was like, maybe I should give her two middle names, like London Harper Olivia Lovey. But I'm like, that's just so, it's such a long name and, and Charlotte has two middle names technically, but it's like shorter. It's Charlotte Betty Rose. And that's like shorter and it's almost like a hyphen. And then it, I feel like it would be bad for Carter to be the only one without two middle names. So I'm like, okay, this is getting too complicated. She gets one middle name and that's that. So, and then everybody was saying to me, are you, I can't believe how many of you were like, are you going to name her something with the C? And I'm like, um... I mean, if it works, it works. But like, I just wasn't falling in love with any of the names with the C, to be honest. And so anyway, so we did it. And some people were like, oh, you didn't end up going with a C name. I'm like, well, no, because it's like Carter and Charlotte, they both have C names. But one, that was a complete fluke. And two, it's not like they both have a hard C sounding name. Like, it's not like Carter and Chloe, you know what I mean? Or Carter and something that sounds like with the K sound. Charlotte is a C, but it's a CH. So it's a totally different sound. So I just didn't want to pick a name that I was like settling on just to like force a C because in real in reality, like what value does that bring to their life? Like, oh, we all have C names. Like who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not, it's just not important to me. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think if we found one we really, really liked, fine. But anyway, so that was our whole naming adventure. We still, and like, I have to be honest with you guys, like for like a couple of days, I didn't really want to announce the name because I was like, I wanted to make sure Brian was okay with it because I was getting this weird vibe from him. Like he didn't love it. And um, I think now that I've seen her, if I were to name her something else besides London, I would have picked Chloe because she has dark hair. I think she's going to have dark eyes and she just kind of looks like a Chloe to me. Um, but I love London because it's just so chic and like, I don't know. So 
Yes. So that was that. So with that, I'm going to share with you guys exactly our exact story, but I'll just summarize it quickly. So basically what happened was we were due the first week of March, March 3rd. And I was so excited because for three years I had told my husband I really wanted a, a March baby. And so I don't know why I just, you know, it's Pisces and Carter's Pisces. It's a different month than than Carter's birthday, but like still Pisces. So we were due like, it was just perfect. It was all the stars aligned. So I was very stuck on this like March due date thing. And then as we were leading up to the birth, the last couple weeks, uh, at 37 weeks, I had an ultrasound and it was showing that the baby's head circumference was only 1% in the one percentile. And I sort of freak out, freak out. And we ended up having to go to a growth specialist and doing all these tests and I was getting heavily monitored and then her percentile used to be in the 30th percentile and as the weeks were going by it was dropping and so by the time it was like getting near my due date the growth specialists were like you need to induce no later than 39 weeks and that's the guideline for full term and if you're like advanced maternal age which is basically over 35 years old um, you, they basically recommend that you get induced by 39 weeks because the placenta can erode and like kind of start to like fail. And the placenta is the whole, is the organ that, you know, sustains the baby. So if there's an issue with the placenta, you know, you can end up losing your baby. So they were really on me and they wanted to induce me and it, the baby would have been born on Carter's birthday if I had induced the 22nd. Um, based on the time that I would have been admitted. So I basically pushed it four days out. And all the while, I'm being yelled at by my family. They're like, you cannot play around with this. You need to induce. Like, this is not safe. Listen to the specialist. Like, you know, and my sister called me. She's like, what are you doing? You need to get the baby out. If the baby's not growing, you need to get her out safely. So I just didn't want to because I was trying to get to March. So I was like really upset about that. I was upset that she wasn't growing. She was in the eighth percentile at that point. And so it was not looking good. And so I basically had to go and get induced February. I got admitted February 26th finally. And that birth story was probably the most, I mean, not probably, it was the most dramatic and wild of all three of the kids. It was not a fun experience. It wasn't horrible. I mean, thankfully everything turned out fine, but it was we had our we had some really scary moments so i'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys live and i'm just so so proud to share her i'm so happy that she's here um you know this is a baby that i've just dreamt of we've dreamt of her for three years and to hold her was just you guys when they put that child on my chest like any of you that have had a baby like for me the first two with carter and charlotte i was bawling tears of joy Balling. Like, it's the most insane feeling to hold your baby for the first time. Like, it like it's it leaves you speechless. Um, but this time, I will say, I had that feeling. They put her on my chest when she was, you know, blue until she took her first breath and started crying, which was the second she started crying, I started bawling, tears of joy. But I was just shocked. I mean, I was just really, it was shocking to go through so much to get her here and to have so many hurdles along the way 
every step of the way we fought for her to get her here and to just hold her and see her and know she was healthy and safe and home and earthside you know it was just spectacular and you know i do have to say my friend cassandra when i was really upset about delivering her a little bit early she's like just get her earthside babe so we can gush over her and it just made me so it just made me realize like it doesn't matter so she ended up being born we ended up um, having her on February 27th at 12:23 a.m. She was six pounds and eight ounces, six and a half, so six eight exactly, six and a half. I think, yeah. And um, she had a great latch. We had some issues with breastfeeding, which I'm gonna get into that probably in a different episode. But she just is perfect. She's perfect. She has hair. And we did a newborn photo shoot. It's just, it's already, we're three weeks. She's 20 days old today. She's sitting here with me. She's laying on my chest right now. She just fed. And um, anyway, I'm just so grateful for everybody's support and all your love. You know, people bringing me presents, checking in on us, and, you know, just loving us. So thank you for sharing this journey with us. And I've podcasted a lot about it. So, if you guys want to understand more about the IVF journey, you can look back at past episodes. But I think with that, I will go ahead and upload the live, like the play-by-play of our labor story coming up. And I just wanted to share the ending with you guys here because I won't, I don't have a recording or maybe I do have a quick one about it. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, I love you guys. And for my friends that are listening, I hope that you can come visit little Lundy. We call her little Lundy. She's so cute. Or baby Lundy. And the kids are obsessed with her. And um, yeah, I just, I'm so excited to finally get to share this story with all of you guys. And I love you. So with that, enjoy our labor. Okay, we are checked in. It's 9.30 on delivery day. February 26th, Saturday, right? And um, yes, Brian's like, are you making a podcast? And Brian is currently eating an Egg McMuffin, like the good husband he is. But don't worry, he fed me one first before we got here. Because now we're only on clear liquids. How come you're not eating the sausage? Vegetarian now. Oh, God. It's like the best part. But anyway, okay, we digress. So then, um, okay, I have on my cute little labor gown, right? Adorbs. And Janice is our nurse and Dr. Tracy. And so they checked me and I'm one centimeter, which was shocking and 50 to 60% effaced. And then negative three is the position of the baby, meaning she's engaged in the pelvis, but still kind of higher. And then they just started Cytotech, which basically uh, softens and ripens your cervix. And they might do a Foley balloon to um, expand the cervix to dilate you more. And, uh, Anything else, Brian? We got a gorgeous view. I see the, I'm looking at the Hollywood sign. It's like ridiculous, beautiful. Hollywood Hills, Pacific Design Center. Really all good. We did cord blood stuff. Anything else? Brian just crushing a sandwich. Nope. Said bye to the kids. Becky's home. Nice, warm, sunny day. What about Bobby's house? <laughs> Brian is going to his mom's house for a break. Are you tired? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. That's it. Signing off. Okay. Here we are in labor. Brian, how, how are we doing in labor? Good. We're doing good? Okay, good. Okay. So we 
let's see, we had uh, Cervidel to dilate me at 9.30, 10.30. They put in the balloon, the Foley balloon, to help open the cervix, which hurts like a bitch. Part of my French. And now I'm having contractions that feel like bad poop pains, and they're coming pretty fast. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's going down until about 1.30. They're going to start the Pitocin, and then I'm going to get the epidural then. And, uh, yeah, Brian did all the cord blood and tissue banking stuff. We got a picture of the Hollywood sign, and it's baby girl's birthday, so... That's really it. These, these, um, that you can hear the heartbeat in the background, but the contractions, they don't feel very good. I gotta say, they feel like it kind of hurts. Um, so yeah, that's all I really have right now. It's 11 o'clock, Saturday the 26th. And, uh, Brian, do you have anything to add? Not, not this time. Okay. Okay. All right. That's, that's the quick and dirty bite. Wow, so I just got fentanyl, and uh, holy moly, I'm wasted now, officially. Uh, yeah, just got fentanyl, I'm officially wasted. It's 11.50 in the morning. Janice came in, saw my contractions were really hardcore. Still have the balloon in me. And uh, these drugs are doing their job. Am I contracting? I can't even feel anything anymore. This is uh, so awesome. These drugs are the best. I feel like the room is spinning, but it's like the best vibes. These are the best party vibes I've ever had. <laughs> All right. Really, the only thing I could possibly do if you really want to see it, I could FaceTime from my phone and try to angle it to get that so you can see it on yours. Oh. Okay, we can play with that. I would love to see the contractions, but I'm just going to close my eyes now because I'm pretty wasted and I feel so much better with these drugs. Okay, it's 1.15. Everybody's out getting lunch. I am about to be done with the balloon and I'm in the room alone. I'm getting hungry, but having contractions, just so you guys know, when you have a contraction, it hurts like a bitch like it it feels like someone's squeezing like the worst poop pain it just hurts and then it like lasts for a couple seconds and then it just goes away it's so weird um so anyway so yeah so 130 so basically they're gonna start me on pitocin soon and hopefully before that I'll do an epidural and I'd also like to have some soup because you can only have clear liquids so things are going well and uh, loving my labor gown. It's really awesome. I can link it on my Instagram if you guys want it. And then Brian has like a cute little dad scrub outfit that I can also link if anyone's interested in that. But yeah, beautiful view, great room. I'm just kind of getting hungry. Um, and yeah, like I said, when these contractions come, they don't feel great. So all good. Good check-in. I'm sure in the next 15 minutes we're going to have a lot more action going on. So I'm gearing up for that. This is the quiet before the storm, as they say. Signing off. Okay, so now it is 2.53 p.m. Just got the epidural. Hell yes. 
like amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, let's see. So I was having really strong contractions two minutes apart and I asked for the attending, which is the head, the head anesthesiologist because to do the epidural. And so I waited an extra 15 minutes and just to make sure that I got like really got it right. And it kicked in like, oh, it feels so much better. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, amazing. Amazing. If there's any question, I highly, highly, highly recommend the epidural. I had been contracting since 10.30, so went 10.30 to about 2.30, Four hours of strong contractions every two to four minutes. And, uh, yeah, had that experience, and I, I'm done with that, so I'm glad. Um... So now the next thing is they're going to take out the balloon in about 15 minutes. She has me laying on my, on my left side, uh, right after the epidural, I think so that it's like evenly distributed. And then she's going to move me after 15 minutes to my right side so that my whole body gets the benefit of the epidural, which is amazing. And, uh, then she'll take out the balloon. Once the balloon is out, I should be dilated three centimeters and... Uh, let's see. Oh, and she started the Pitocin, but she started it at a two, which is low, goes up to 10. She started it low because I was contracting so well on my own and so much. They actually wanted to wait to give me Pitocin because my contractions were so strong and so close together. So that was kind of interesting. So, um, yep, that's the update. Brian, uh, tried to watch the epidural, but they made him sit on the couch and move away because um if he if they pass out I guess if you pass out they they something with sterilization and if you pass out they uh don't want you compromising the whole situation so uh that was kind of funny but yeah epidural did not hurt a little bit of discomfort took maybe five minutes but again I had the the main guy here the the head guy so she said the nurse Janice said uh, he did it in five minutes and sometimes it'll take 20 minutes if you have someone that's like a student. So that's a pro tip. And, uh, the, the hospital gown that I'm using, supposedly you can pull, pull it down and do it that way, but that really didn't work. The guy had to tape, tape the gown up, which was fine. It's totally fine. Um, but anyway, so that's that. All right. I'll, uh, check in soon. I mean, it's going to get busy again, very much still kind of on the calmer side before the storm, as you guys can imagine. So she's coming back to give me the catheter, take out the balloon. And, uh, that's about it. All right. Signing off for now. Okay. Well, that was scary. Um, the beeping in the back is the baby's heart rate. So basically what happened was since we last spoke, was they basically had taken out the balloon and then put in the catheter, right? And then they, the doctor came in and broke my water. And then she started like moving the baby's hand that was by her head. And then next thing I know, like they start like moving me and trying to fix the, change the sensors around and all this stuff. And they just started to kind of, it was the nurse and the doctor and they just kind of started to like, go into like fast acting mode. I'm like, something's going on like with her heart rate. 
and I had asked, I said, if something happens with the baby, like what happens? And this was like earlier this morning. And then the nurse was like, oh, you'll see like a team of like 20 people come in. I'm like, okay. So anyway, next thing I know, nurse had pushed a button and literally the entire team shows up, 20 people. I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, so anyway, um, the nurse, she, Brandon, she hit a button. She hit a button to get the whole team in. They all rush in, and then I don't know exactly what's going on, but obviously I know something's wrong. And then there was about 20 people that came in, and um, they're, like, all scrambling to, like, try and, like, I don't know, get the monitor. Is that what happened, Brian? They were trying to, like, adjust the monitor, and then they're... Like, heart rate monitor on. Yeah, they're trying to get a more uh, accurate... Thank you, Brian. They're trying to get a more accurate heart rate monitor on and they had me flip to my hands and knees and covered my like all the bits and um just told me like to breathe and they moved my pillow down and like they're I kept hearing like 10 people be like is her stomach firm is her stomach firm and they like it was just I'm like something's wrong I'm like is my baby dying what's going on and um the nurses and doctors were like really good they were really calm but they were like trying to position me certain ways and like have me on my hands and knees breathing and um went down to my elbows and they're like okay so what's gonna happen is we're gonna wheel you into the OR and we might do a c-section on you if we get there I'm like okay and they're like your job right now is just to keep breathing and then they like couldn't get the heart rate the heartbeat and then they finally did and then they were like okay just stay just right like that and breathe and we're gonna see if her heart rate goes back up and I guess it was down to 60 so then it came back up to like 100 and then 110 and then they said and then they all kind of slowly like left the room the whole anesthesia team was here I don't even know who the hell those people all were but they all came in and then um they turned they had turned off the pitocin and um basically said they're gonna just let me hang out for like 15 minutes before they turn it back on to make sure her heart rate is stable and they said there's no long-term impacts as long as her heart rate is good before and after and that I guess what happens is when you break the water the change of environment can like shock the baby so they said the team said it was the fourth one today that had happened and one of the women did have to get wheeled in for a c-section um so anyway, that was that. So then everyone left, and then I was just kind of, like, traumatized. Uh, we got out a good cry. I did. We, me. And now the baby's heart rate is in the 120s to 130s, which is really good. Uh, but they have a different kind of monitor on it. Brian, is the monitor... Wh- where's the monitor? On the baby's head right now, which is... So it's, like, up in there? Okay, that's weird. Um, all right, so anyway... So that was that. And now they restarted the Pitocin because all contractions had stopped. So, um, and they called my doctor to tell him. They also put a pulse oximeter on my, on my finger. Um, and I'm gushing water just so we all know, because they had broken my water. So now like water's gushing out too. And they have this, um, inflatable something or other on my in between my legs and have me on my side so to try and get the baby lower all right so that was that trauma but everything's good so okay signing off now
All right, Brian, what is our baby girl's name? Are you ready to announce it with me? Let's say it on three. Ready? You got to pay me first before <laughs> I podcast. <laughs> I don't even get paid. I'm in the wrong business. I definitely am. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Olivia Bolivia Lovey. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we have named our baby. Drum roll, please. London Harper Lovey. And Brian is, like, lukewarm about it. <laughs> um, so we love the name London. We also really liked Olivia, but felt that it was just a little too common. And I will report back in for the rest. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram at Kimberly Lovey and let me know your thoughts about today's show. You can screenshot this episode and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and tag me at Kimberly Lovey and we can share it on our stories. I will see you again. Same time, same place next week.